Let's check the news this hour with News Director Nathan Cones. Good morning, Nathan. Morning, John, and good morning, everyone. Last week's United Way of Carroll Chili Cook-Off and Silent Auction raised over $3,000 thanks to an outpouring of support from residents and businesses. Just under $260 was collected in free will donations for the chili contest. That's about half of what they would norm normally collect after a local food inspector halted the 10-plus-year-old tradition. However, the other half of Friday's event made up for that shortfall with the Silent Auction, which included donated items or services from more than 50 businesses and residents, and that collected $2,700. $85 to bring the night's total to $3,044. United Way of Carroll volunteers have set a goal of distributing at least $30,000 in 2023, and they have nearly reached that mark. You can still support the United Way of Carroll by sending a check to P.O. Box 482, Carroll, Iowa 51401, or contribute via Venmo at their account, United Way of Carroll 20. That's all one word, United Way of Carroll 20. The Carroll Community School District Board of Education narrowly approved a recommendation from a board-appointed material reconsideration committee to keep a book that had collected complaints from stakeholders concerned about its perceived graphic content. That committee met earlier this month to discuss and review Sold by Patricia McCormick, a fiction novel based on human trafficking stories from India. Superintendent Dr. Casey Burlaw says the committee voted 7-1 to one to keep the book available. That's the process that we have a committee, a reconsideration committee in place. Um, they reviewed the book, read the book, had a, had a meeting about it, and they voted, and that's what's in front of you is their recommendation. In their recommendation letter, committee members write, the rationale for keeping the book included looking at the content of the material, which was determined to be age-appropriate, as students have access to the same, if not worse, materials through the use of their phone and other internet devices. They also note the book has only been checked out 29 times from the Carroll High School Library since 2007 and found its portrayal of an already heavy subject matter educa uh, educationally appropriate. Board member Karen Friedline questions how the district can allow this material in the library when a similar search on a library computer would lead to a student losing computer access. Why is there a discrepancy between a media policy that does not allow this, however, a textbook policy or a book policy is allowing us to put this kind of media in our books? And that if we're going to have one policy, how do we justify not having congruent policies when we're using policy? Burlaw cautioned the board from delving too deeply into policy discussions at that point in the meeting as it could be considered a violation of open meetings law, but he did indicate that this is an area actively being reviewed by the policy and curriculum committees. A motion to approve the Reconsideration Committee's recommendation passed on a narrow 3-2 margin, with Friedline and Dwayne Horsley recording the nay votes. Later in the meeting, the board returned to the policy discussion, specifically the 600 series, which covers instructional material selection. One of those policies will allow parents to identify material in the media center they do not want their children to access, and Horsley says it's unrealistic to ask parents to vet every book in the library. Part of our whole issue with this is parents not knowing. In some way, we need to have a description of, particularly in curriculum, books that are going to be in the syllabus, 
some kind of a description. It's it's for mature or it's because right now they get a name and an author and you have no clue unless you go in and start researching all of it. So I feel as a district we can do a better job of getting information so they can make that choice because I've had several parents that objected that said if I had if there was a permission slip, you know, I'd have been fine with that. But they don't know it. And they would have said, hey, I would have opted out of it. But Sold did appear in one sophomore level English course that parents did need to sign off on the syllabus, but it included no indication containing it contained potentially objectionable materials in that notice. Board President Cindy Johnson says it only takes a few seconds to check to see if a book may be controversial. And then you have me going onto a non-internet phone and getting tricks and the reviews and what it's about. And that took 20 seconds. Are we parenting the parents now? Well, that's what it sounds it. like. Burlaw adds that changes to state law last year require districts to provide information on the school's website concerning certain types of books, and work is already underway to meet those requirements by the 2025 deadline. However, he says it takes a significant amount of time to do that. The board did reach a consensus on allowing parents to specify books they do not wish their child to read, and that policy was approved. School officials note they may return to these policies in the future for additional revisions. And according to the latest U.S. Department of Agriculture, Iowa Crop Progress and Condition Report, only a handful of corn remains in the ground statewide. For the week ending Sunday, November 20th, producers had 4.8 days suitable for field work with activities focused on applying anhydrous manure and lime. The corn harvest climbed to 97% complete from 95% complete last week, which is indicative the 2022 harvest is functionally complete. The soybean harvest wrapped up close to two weeks ago. Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nagg says despite a year that included significant weather challenges, persistent inflation, and highly pathogenic avian influenza, we approach Thanksgiving and the conclusion of harvest with a deep sense of gratitude. We are thankful for the hardworking and resilient farm families who continue to sustainably produce crops and livestock that feed and fuel consumers here and around the world. The full USDA Iowa Crop Progress and Condition Report is available online at nass.usda.gov. That is the end of your KCIM 7 o'clock news. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. All right, thank you very much, Nathan, for the news update. We're going to take a look at the Thanksgiving Day holiday weekend weather. That is pretty special and pretty good stuff coming up. So we'll get you details moments away. Hang on.